everybody, I'm Cam Stewart, your Fantasy Sports News Update. We have an elimination game in the NHL Wednesday, and we have another one in the NBA tonight. It's also the last ever game at Oracle Arena in Oaktown. Game six of the NBA Finals tonight is Golden State hosts Toronto. Tip-off just after 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 Pacific. Whoa, yeah, music. Current betting line, Warriors minus 2.5, minus 145 on the money line. Raptors plus 125. 211 and a half, actually up to 212 and a half now is your updated total. First quarter line, Warriors minus one, minus 140 on the money line. Raptors plus 120, total 53. First half line, Warriors minus one and a half, minus 145 on the money line. Raptors plus 125. Updated series price, it's down. Toronto was 360 earlier this week, now minus 320. Golden State plus 260. You want to talk about sickening prices? Courtside t- seats for tonight's final game at Oracle sold for a record $69,000 each, a new NBA per seat record. An anonymous buyer dished out $138,000 on a pair of courtside te- seats for tonight's game. Wow, $138 grand. Kemba Walker likes it in Charlotte a lot. Despite the team struggling to contend, Walker says he wants to make a return to the Hornets his top priority this offseason. Perhaps more surprising is the Walker revelation that he could be persuaded to leave some money on the table. He says he would take less than the Supermax contract. Walker averaged a career best 25.6 points, 5.9 assists, and 4.4 boards per game in 2018 19. But the Hornets posted a third consecutive losing season at 39 and 43, missing out on the playoffs by two games. Memphis Grizzlies center Jonas Valanciunas will not be exercising his $17.6 million option for next season, but he does intend to negotiate a new deal with the Grizz. After coming over from the Raptors, JV was solid, averaging 27.7 minutes, just under 20 points a game, 10.7 boards, and 1.9 blocks in 19 appearances. The Stanley couple make its way through the streets of St. Louis for the first time ever Saturday afternoon. Also, a rally is going to take place at the Gateway Arch after the parade. Golf's third major underway from Pebble Beach. Round one of the U.S. Open. Ricky Fowler, the current leader at five under par. Scott Piercy and Louis Oosthuizen in one shot back. Notables, Rory McIlroy playing well. Three under. DJ right now is even. Patrick Cantlay teeing off at 425. Brooks Kepka, Mr. Major, he's off at 447. And Tiger Woods, he goes off at 509. And the NFL officials will continue to initiate pass interference calls inside of two minutes. But all Hail Mary calls will now be reviewable. Uh, the league decided to change its replay system after the controversial no-call in the Saints-Rams-NFC Championship game. The Indianapolis Colts have made Kenny Moore the highest-paid slot corner in the league. Moore agreeing to a four-year extension, $30 million in new money from 2021 to 2023, with a maximum value of north of $36 million. Moore, undrafted as well, started 15 games last season. He racked up 11 pass defenses, three picks, and one-and-a-half sacks and 77 tackles for the Colts in 2018. The Chiefs have signed kicker Harrison Butker to a five-year, $20 million extension. The Patriots acquired tight end Michael Roberts from Detroit for an undisclosed uh, draft pick. He had 13 catches for 146 yards and three touchdowns in his first two seasons in the Motor City. The CFL, they open up their season tonight in Hamilton in the Hammer. The Ticats hosting the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Current line, Hamilton minus three and a half. Total in this football game, 48 and a half. First half, Hamilton minus two. They're minus 140 on the money line. Riders plus 120 total in the first half, 24 flat. Let's hit the MLB scoreboard. Atlanta beating Pittsburgh 6-5. to five. Braves on fire. Turan the win. Musgrove the loss. Jackson was saved number 10 for the Braves. Minnesota up on Seattle 7-1. to one. We're in the seventh inning in that one. Very, very busy slate tonight in baseball. 
We will go through all the games here. Give you a couple lines right now. Two games at 7.05. Arizona laying 125 at Washington, 8.5. Renke versus Feedy. Toronto laying 40 cents at Baltimore. Stroman versus Genoa, total nine. Three more at 7.10 Eastern. We got the Angels and Rays. Rays minus 150. Boss, Skaggs, and Yarborough, nine. St. Louis and the Mets. We got the Mets minus 150. Total seven. Flaherty and DeGrom. Texas at Boston. Red Sox minus 230. 8.5. Sampson versus Price at 8.05. We got Detroit minus 130 at KC. Boyd versus Bailey. Doh, 8.5 is your total. 8.10. Yankees minus 190 at the White Sox. Hap versus Nova, 9.5. 8.40 action. San Diego at Colorado. Rockies minus 150. 11.5. Pitching change. Strom is going for the Padres. Gray for the Rockies. And at 10-10, Cubs and Dodgers. Dodgers minus 180. Eight is your total. Lester's, Lester and Kershaw. Women's World Cup of Soccer. Australia taking out Brazil. Three to do today. That game over the number. South Africa and China. China up 1-0 at the half. I'm Cam Stewart. Stay tuned. Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat Rage Radio. Stick around. It's an action-packed Thursday night. We'll go through the whole betting boards, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Stay tuned, everybody. Red Heat Rage Hour 1 coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Ready to rage on radio. As a peanut. Sports Radio Network, iHeart, tune in. Uh, I believe on YouTube, although I don't see a uh, YouTube uh, video up uh, right now. But uh, we'll get uh, we'll get to that. Uh, I am Gabriel Morenci, uh, the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart, uh, throwing it down. What's up, Cam? Hey, but not much. Gabe's just watching the golf right now. Things are good. Could like to graduate, congratulate the St. Louis Blues, buddy. We got it done last night. Let's make it six and six. Let's get it done tonight. The six and the six in Golden State. Let's make Oracle's last game a losing one. Yeah, you're exactly right. Congratulations for hanging on, Cam. Uh, congratulations for hanging on to the St. Louis uh, Blues. I was hanging and, on. Uh, St. Louis Blues, uh, get it done, man. Unbelievable that these guys, the road warriors that they were, 10-3 and three on the road in the playoffs. It's amazing to me. We talked about Tuka Rask, and it's amazing when things uh, happen in one game, Gabe. Jordan Biddington played the best game I can remember a rookie goaltender playing since Patrick Waugh. What he did last night in the first period of that game was absolutely insane. The diving for pucks, the vision, everything. You tell you, Boston didn't really play that bad. They just got frustrated. He was an absolute wall there. And that second goal off the end rush where Marchand didn't get off, when they were up 2-0, I'm like, here we go. 1-0, I was like, eh, you know, it's nice. It's nice we got the first goal. And I bet them to get the first goal, but that two nothing goal, eight seconds before the period. My old hockey coach used to say it, Gabe. Goals first minute in of the period and last minute, absolute killers. They rock a team hard. No, they really do. It's it's especially in the final seconds. I hate that, man. When my team gives up a goal uh, late. As a goalie, it's, that it's, must really it's, piss you off. Like, you know what I mean? You let one with like two seconds, you're like, Oh, are you kidding me? Like that's it's gotta stay up in your crop. It's the same in any sport, really, though. Uh, to be honest, Kev, if you think about it, like uh, like a late touchdown is a killer. Like, you know, teams, yep. they get that touchdown before the end of the half, and then boom, and then um, they score again coming out. That's what the Philadelphia Eagles did against the Vikings in that NFC Conference Championship. Yep, That definitely. game was 7-3. Next thing you knew, it was 14-3. And then next thing you knew, it was 21-3. Boom. Just like that with, you know, a late touchdown. Remember they scored on a bomb 
on like one of the last like the one of the last plays at a half. Instead of running, you know, taking a knee, most teams would have taken a knee. They're on like the, their own 15 yard line. They freaking threw a bomb, man, to Torrey Smith, and it worked. And they got a touchdown. And then they scored again on like a prolonged drive to start the third quarter, and it was game over. And similar situation. That game goes into the break. Uh, what nothing, Cam? Whatever. Boston's still in it. They're feeling good about themselves. They dominate the period. You know, they'll get back in it. That late goal was a backbreaker. And then, you know, subsequently, that third goal. Well, that, that third goal was the nail in the coffin. Sure was, buddy. Sure was. I'm hoping uh, that another league ends tonight, though, Marenzi. These playoffs go on too long. I don't want to see a game seven. I know it's exciting for people. Take care of business now. Oh, is there a game tonight? Yeah, is there a game, is there a game tonight? Bail yeah. Capper will step up and in. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game time decisions, Red Heat, HR Radio, Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network. Uh, I am Gabriel Moretzny. Uh, we apologize uh, for those of you uh, that uh, normally watch on uh, YouTube. Uh, maybe we'll get the video up. Uh, I know there's uh, been it's some uh, some it's streaming back, uh, issues. We're back. Well, I see you and I see me, but it doesn't mean that oh. we're on, Ken. Oh, okay. When I see you, I assume we're on, right? Before it was no. just black. No, like right? no, we're not uh, we're not on Yang. Oh, like, we are on, but the public doesn't see us, Yang. There's no video. I'm on the website right now. But doesn't matter. Whatever. We're on the radio. Uh, we got a show to do, so whatever. It's not my concern, really. But just uh, <laughs> keep us up to date. There's a difference between us seeing each other and actually being on, though. Okay, now I know. Because when I see you, I assume we're. On the video, you, you'd have All right. to book. now. Now we're yeah, on. I, see now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I when know. I but Black, Yang, you said. Yeah, you said we're on. Yeah, but Yang just. Oh no, no, we're on. We're on. <laughs> we, we weren't on. Guys. Like, <laughs> whatever. You know, it is what it is. Um, all right, let's bring in Whale Capper right now. He doesn't have a lot, a lot of uh, time with us here. What's up, Whale Capper? Hey, hey, Gabe, Cam, you guys fired up? We've been waiting here. forever for this Gabe Six. Let's go. Fired up, Will Capper. Wish uh, we wish we ended it in Game Five, but hey, life is life. Hopefully tonight. I was more fired up uh, when yeah, I was there yeah. on Monday. I'll be honest with yeah, you, Will Capper. I'm more apprehensive about tonight. Well, I like your chances. Uh, I like the wraps in this game. Um, my my looks going in are actually on the Warriors in the first quarter and the first half. Uh, I think we've seen enough and, and we've established a pretty obvious, um, you know, signal here that the Warriors, uh, they run out of gas. They're they're lean. They don't have the, you know, they don't have the horses to carry offense for a full four quarters. Uh, they're a first half team. They the, Their best chance of winning this game is to get out to an insurmountable lead and hold on for dear life. 
Uh, I don't know that that happens, um, but I do think that uh, Warriors' first quarter and Warriors' first half make for good plays. Um, but I'm, I'm licking my chops for an opportunity to come back on the Raptors. If, if people are looking at this game at halftime and like, wow, the Warriors are doing it. They're, they're taking this to seven. You know, we could see a completely deflated line on the Raptors come back. Um, but I, I think they, they've got it in them. I think they can come back in this one. The, the depth that they've you know, shown throughout this series, the contributions they've gotten from some of the players uh, who were untested at this level before have been damn impressive. Um, and uh, and Kawhi's you know, uh, kind of fourth quarter instincts to kick in in that game five and just go on a personal you know, 10-0 run were, were unbelievable. Uh, and, um, you know, the, the fact that they were up six and they, they couldn't slam the door, I'm sure was frustrating. Um, but, uh, I do like them to, uh, to seal the deal tonight. Yeah. Well, it's too bad that, uh, coach Nick nurse decided to shut down Kawhi Leonard's run and, and call that timeout. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you mentioned it, the Raptors have stepped up. The Raptors have been very resilient to bounce back after losses as well. They have been the better basketball team. Um, and nothing makes sense anymore. I mean, look, home court has meant nothing. The road teams have won four <laughs> consecutive games in the series. The Stanley Cup last night, uh, Will Capper won by the St. Louis Blues, who were 10-3 and three on the road in the playoffs and 6-7 and seven at home somehow. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how any of this That's makes crazy. sense. And the Raptors, I mean, saying it out loud that the Raptors are going to, you know, beat the Golden State Warriors three times in a row in Oakland, in the final games uh, of Oracle, in the final game of Oracle history. I'd say you're crazy, but I don't know, man. It seems like uh, these teams, the pressure of playing at home is a lot. And we often see this, uh, Cam. You've seen this in other sports as well, where, you know, I don't think the Red Sox have won at home, right? When they won the World Series type deal. Like, it just sort of works out where teams, you want to win at home, and the players start, I don't know, in the back of their mind, don't tell me they're not thinking about a celebration and, oh, God, imagine what the club's going to be like tonight yeah. in an hour. It, it crosses their mind as opposed to when you're on the road, it's all freaking business. You're not worried about, you know, oh, you know what, my girlfriend's here. and Oh, you know, my family's here. and Oh, this is unbelievable. We're about to win. Seems like you're more focused, and we've seen this time and time again. Seems like a lot of championships are won on the road. You said it, buddy. You know, it's been crazy yeah, in the NHL. It's point. crazy, Will Capper. It's just nuts. Like, that's what I, you know what, Gabe? I actually think because of that trend, I like the Raptors even more because that's the first reaction. How the hell do the Warriors at Oracle in their final game end a dynasty with a loss? People are going to be betting them just for the fact that they can't lose, right? And the crazy things have happened. I also do have some good news, guys. Uh, if you're betting the Raptors, Mark Davis, the crew chief tonight, 9-0 and in Raptor games officiated by yeah. him this season. Warriors 3-5. Uh, uh, and five. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. so that's uh, that's to the Raptors. 9-0. and 9-0. and <laughs> Yeah, they're 3-5, and five, the Golden State Warriors. The Raptors are 9-0 and with Mark Davis uh, officiated uh, games uh, this year. Um, you know, the one thing that's weird, Whale Capper, is the fact that the game is in Oakland, yet all the money continues. Uh, to come in on 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 the, the Raptors, and I haven't really spoken to anybody that said, "Yeah, I think uh, I think that the uh, the uh, the Warriors going to win this game tonight." Seems like everybody's sort of convinced that the Raptors will end this. That Golden State somehow are out of gas. You know, I don't really look at it like that. I mean, it's you know, Curry's going to be Steph Curry, Clay's going to be fired up uh, tonight. It's the final game ever 
at Oracle. If anything, I would actually argue the Warriors aren't getting enough respect coming into tonight. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so go on to a couple points. Uh, I agree with your kind of overall kind of assessment of it's really strange how little home court has mattered uh, this year in the playoffs and, and not just in the NBA, but also the NHL. It's strange. Uh, and your, you know, your, your supposition that it's kind of all about business is I don't think it's misguided. I think there is a little bit, uh, you know, that these guys are acting more and more like professionals. You know, this is the, these, the Raptors, especially the way they handled business in game four was unreal coming off that court. Um, and you know, if you, but you get, you got a feeling from the, the crowd, I felt like in, in at Oracle in game four and in game three, uh, that they, they, they weren't really in it. They weren't in it to begin with. Uh, you know, they were they were fired up in the first half. And in gen, you know, if you if you kind of break down the data, if you dig through the numbers, you see that uh, in the playoffs when you have two relatively evenly matched teams, like like you know, t- take out like examples like Warriors versus Cavs from last year. You know, take out examples where it was just a complete and utter mismatch. When you have evenly matched matched teams, home court tends to um, be much more apparent in the first half of games than the second half of games. Uh, a lot of that could be just kind of, you know, the crowd gets tight. The crowd in Toronto felt like they got tight once, uh, when, when the six-point lead turned into a three-point lead and the three-point lead turned into a tie game. Like, that crowd felt tight to me. Uh, and, you know, if you're, if you're looking for the crowd to give you that boost of energy to get you across the finish line and they're tightening up on you, that can have impacts. There's no doubt about that. Um, so, I mean, as far as if you, if you feel like there's value on the Warriors uh, at the current number, and I'm not sure there is, I think it's a pretty fair number. Um, I do though think that uh, in the first quarter, in the first half, where you get a little bit more energy from the crowd and a little bit more of a signal from home court advantage that, uh, that you do see, uh, see an edge there. Um, but, uh, but all, all this goes without saying, you know, that Oracle is not the same place it was back in the, back in the heyday of, you know, run TMC and, you know, the, the true diehard, um, you know, Warriors fans, like this is what happens when you're five years into a dynasty, you know, like the, the t- tickets are a couple grand a pop for these games. Like you, you, these are the, going to be the most expensive tickets they sell for the entire, in the, you know, not only is it the last game ever in Oracle, these are going to be the most ex- expensive tickets that have ever been sold for a game at Oracle. Cause this is the last game. And I think all, you know, all of that tends to kind of change the complexion of the crowd, the motivations of the crowd. A lot of these people are people there with money who are there to be seen as opposed to people who have lived and died and, you know, breed warriors day in, day out. I mean, that's not to say that there won't be some of those people there, but the proportion will be smaller. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of, it's, it's all worth kind of noting that, you know, it, it doesn't change the fact that the warriors are, are, are leaking oil. The, the Steph has carried an enormous proportion of the offensive load for a ton of games. The Raptors have consistently outplayed him in this series, and they're the better, deeper, stronger, more healthy team. Uh, and all that does point to to the Raptors getting it done tonight. All right, hang in here with Will Capper. We'll take a quick break. we got a couple more minutes with Will Capper on the other <laughs> side. Game time decision. Get 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, game time decision continues. Ready to face our radio, Fantasy Sports, our radio network. I am Gable Morenzi, throwing back cap to Will Mill Cap. This is find him on Twitter, whale underscore capper. Uh, we've got him for a couple of uh, more minutes. And I agree with you, uh, whale capper, what you said about the crowd and the dynamic. This is It's hardly the uh, the black hole in Oakland Raider fans um, that, are, uh, that are at these games. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, hedge fund yeah. billionaires that uh, shove basketball players that uh, you know would cross the, the to the other side of the street if they're walking <laughs> down the street in, in the real world. Toronto has done a good job at that, um, and I've complained about this as a diehard Raptor fan. Uh, with the pop, like you said, man, it's the classic uh, man. This band sucks now because they're popular. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the classic <laughs> look. I saw I saw Metallica open up for Wasp. All right. It was like amazing. It was like 16, 1,600 people at the show. Metallica opened up for Wasp. You know, fast forward to, hey, you know, I liked it a lot better when I was one of the, you know, when it was just the, the hardcores and all that type of stuff. But the Raptors have done a good job at that. You know what's amazing, though? The cheapest ticket to get in tonight is only $589. And the cheapest mm. ticket to get into the Raptors game is $2,089 if it goes to game seven. And you're, you're right, because I've seen these stories about how tickets sold for like $160,000 for two tickets tonight and $48,000 to sit next to the Warriors bench right near where Curry takes that shot in the tunnel before the game starts and all that type of stuff. But I think that market, guys, if you're that rich and it's all Silicon Valley money and tech money, those guys wouldn't be caught dead. They're not hardcore fans enough that they're going to sit in the last row of a dumpy arena like the Oracle. Um, and then conversely, True. hardcore guy on the street still can't afford the 600 bucks. So it's a weird dynamic where yeah, $589 right, 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 is actually right. pretty cheap for this game tonight for the cheapest tickets. But And as you stated, it's not an intimidating crowd, and the Raptors clearly have not been intimidated by this. You know, I think it's basically, you know, the Raptors do have them on the ropes. They should have knocked them out the other night. The, the you know, it was like a champion boxer whale capper that, you know, found a way to survive another round. Uh, but they're still on the ropes right now. Not to mention Draymond Green's one technical foul away from being suspended. So if he got a tech tonight, he wouldn't even play in a game seven. Ooh. I think if they just sort Ooh. of let Kawhi do his thing and get out of the way and people step up, just do their job. Um, you know, if they just play their game, the Raptors are the better team and they should be able to win tonight. Yeah. Keep them in, keep them within arm's reach through the first half, you know, just, just give Kawhi the chance to take over the game late, uh, and, uh, and let it, let all the rest of the chips fall. I'm hoping that we sort of start on a 17-0 run. (laughs) 
Yeah, <laughs> 17-0 run. Oh. I, don't, I don't want any stress. <laughs> That's a good one. Based on based on what we've seen this based on what we've seen this series, I don't think you want an early lead. Really and yeah. truly. I mean, you know, like yeah. like like early lead has led to complacency. It's led to the lack of taking chances and making adjustments at halftime that have been necessary. I, I honestly like other than game one where the Raptors basically dominated from wire to wire, we have not seen a game like that. Like, they have all been a little bit of a tale of two halves to a degree. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I, I honestly, like, Nick Nurse is, get, get, has gotten deserved criticism for his, you know, his timeout usage in the, in the killing the momentum there uh, in game five. But other than that moment, he has coached his ass off in this playoff series. He has. He's made amazing adjustments at every halftime opportunity. And uh, I would expect more of that tonight. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, make, make Curry do some extra running in the first half, make clay do some extra running in the first half, test his hammy out a little bit, um, you know, get gas boogie cousins in the first half, you know, like you, you can, you can make trouble. the warriors work hard over yeah get him in foul exact take him out of the game get him his mind out of the game like you can do things in the first half that sets you up to take come back hard in the second half of this game and put this series away if you're the raptors and and it's my hope and my expectation that that's what that's how this goes down well think about the total what do you guys think about the total in this one 212 it's uh kind of been bouncing around i saw two under uh, yeah i was thinking the under too i was thinking the under like uh 212. I think a lot of people yeah. will bet the over. Yeah. I think this game, I think we're going to see some defense tonight, Marantz. See, I think 212, we'll, we'll, we'll go under tonight. Keep digging. Yeah. I, I'll say this about the total uh, real quick, and then I got to bounce. The uh, yeah. Nick Nurse has shown a really smart knack for pushing the pace and, and really, you know, driving, driving the pace in an effort to try to get. Curry exhausted. And in those instances, you'll see some flurry of scoring that will really test your resolve if you're holding an under ticket. <laughs> so if you if you're like us <laughs> yeah, and you're feeling an yeah. under, you may be you may be better off waiting to halftime. You may be better off waiting till fourth quarter even because you know the longer this goes into the game, the the, the more tired these guys are going to be, uh, and the the harder it will be for them to hit the shots. And and you could see uh, you know you just could see the game you know crawl go, turn into like a crawl pace, uh, which again favors the Raptors. So, um, you know, I think, uh, I, I think, uh, it's going to be a fun game tonight and, um, you know, hopefully we're celebrating and we're talking next week that the Raptors win their first ever title. Whale capper, find him on uh, Twitter, uh, whale underscore capper audio boom for his podcast. Thanks for the time capper. Hey, best of luck guys. Thanks. Uh, whale capper, uh, with us. As, going to uh, the, do, uh, measure the, the plates, Gabe. I didn't you know ask. The, <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's got it's got to be California this time of the he year. I'm got, I got I got to believe that there's some movements. Man. Yeah, he's always, yeah. with a job like that too. It's not like he's working down at the pizzeria like that's uh, that's plus he's life changing stuff. His, he's got his own shows too, right? He's got his own podcast and he's got he's got a bunch yeah. of stuff. Excellent. I don't know. He he was all ready to go right at four thirty till you asked him that final question. <laughs> Thought we should talk about the total, but uh, we got him out pretty quick. I like how he gave me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to yeah, yeah, go. Got to run. Hey, Will Capper, what are you doing today? <laughs> yeah, I'll ask you another one. <laughs> I was just about yeah, to get him out. Camp <laughs> today. Uh, hey, we're all friends here. Well, he was cool. He's cool. He was in a rush, though. You could tell. Yeah, he had. To, he had yeah, to. Roll. All right. <laughs>
And you know it too, because normally he's a very long talker. Let's be oh, honest. I know. That's the one great... question. Take ten minutes. Like excellent point. No, it's very true. Yeah, usually he he can really go on for for a while, and the answers are a little bit quicker today. But I, I agree with uh with, with a lot of his assessments of the game too, Gabe. Very very important to get their their bigs in trouble early. Uh, try to try to come up with a system, uh, the the run and gun. Try to try to get these guys winded, and then take advantage of your bigs inside. And you said Kawhi Leonard, he does his thing. All these guys, you got to hit your open threes. Green's got to be there. Van Fleet, Norm, if he goes out there, those guys when they're open, they got to nail their shots. If they do, I think uh, uh, we're going to win outright, and uh, it's party time. I I I really believe though, Gabe. Like it's one of those things like you can't screw around, man. Like I don't want to see. We're like, ooh, game seven back. You know, it's going to be amazing. No, no. You take care of business when you can. You don't leave a, a team like the Warriors with the pedigree that they have. Give them any hope. You got to end it now, tonight. It's game seven. I'll be re- very, very worried if it goes to a game seven. Very worried. I'm already very worried. And yeah, you let a team, yet. you let a team that this is good, this good off the hook, man. You're putting yeah. yourself in a very, very tough, difficult so uh, situation. So true. The, the, the Warriors have a, a winning pedigree, a championship pedigree. Mm-hmm. The Raptor, you know, like I said, we've kind of trolled them quite a bit and nearly escaped. Nearly escaped, you know, with the, the Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, King of the North billboard um, in, in Oakland. Uh, Drake trash talking them. Uh, now the Raptor fans and the cheering of the Kevin Garnett, uh, Kevin uh, Durant stuff has been um, has been like sort of blown up and over exaggerated and. They're going to be doing it for Kevin Durant here tonight and all this crap. So there's just, there's so much, there's a lot of emotion, not to mention it's the freaking last game ever in this freaking building. I know. Of course it's got to be this like history, but Hey, what better way, man? If you want to be, you want to be the man, you got to beat the man, right? We got to beat him. Yeah. We got to beat him. It's like any championship fight, man, is going to go back and forth. You're going to have to, you know, show resiliency in the same way the St. Louis blues. Uh, did last night. Look, the Blues did what the Raptors, um, you know, have to do. Go in there, keep it close in the first quarter, start yep. to pull away, go on a run that'll just take the building out of the game and then hang on for dear life. Right? You know, like, they should have been able to do this the other night. They got caught up in it a little bit, I think. They got overly excited. Nick Nurse overthought things. He should have just let roll, man. And, you know, he did it. It is what it is, but I do think the Raptors have been better in the series. I think they're the better team. And as long as, you know, they don't prevent themselves from winning, they can win this game tonight. But you know this as well as I do. The Raptor players are pretty unpredictable, bro, on the road. We don't know. They sure are. Yeah, they can go ice cold or be red hot. Yeah, you don't know. One of them might be hot. Yeah, two of them might be good, three of them might suck. Like they're very the Raptors are a very weird team like that. And they've been very, very they've been fortunate that in pretty much every game, it's been Kawhi Leonard and somebody. You know, somebody steps up massively. A couple of games ago was Ibaka with that twenty points out of nowhere. It's been Gasol. Kyle Lowry's done it a couple of times. It can't just be Kawhi Leonard. It has to be Everyone has to be involved, but I'm talking like next level stuff. Like Kawhi Leonard's going to do his thing. Somebody else on the Raptors tonight has to have a big ass game tonight. Like they have to be, be one of the bigs. It has to be one of their bigs. That's the advantage that you still have. 
That's the thing, right? When I look at Golden State, you could go and go. You got to go inside against those guys a lot. Like you got to pe- penetrate, commit, get them to suck into some fouls, get angry, get barking, that type of thing. We've seen it, man. Abaka has a switch where he goes bonkers for a while. If he can maintain that level of play, it'll be a very, very fun evening tonight. The countdown is on. The tension builds, and yeah, I can't take uh, game seven. Like, I won't be able to handle no, going no, in no, 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 no. I, I'm already no. kind of on edge and getting pissed off right now to begin with. We shouldn't even be freaking playing tonight. We let him off the hook. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're serious about fantasy football. It's never too early to start prepping for the 2019 season. And Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts provide dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Thank you very much, Uh, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Got golf? Um, All right. If you want to. We got good news, Gabe. I really hope you went to. It's early. It's early, but uh, Xander Shifley hit an eagle on the final hole. He wasn't even playing that good today. Like, he was actually at plus one at one point. He finished at five under. He's tied for the lead with Ricky Fowler. I know he's, uh, we got uh, some interest there. The only guy who's not playing great that we have is Dustin. But you know what the thing is? It's not like he shot three or four over, even, only five back. And he's the type of guy, he's like a horse, Gabe. He always is slow out of the gate, but he finishes strong. So we're we're in uh, contention. Great start by uh, Shifley. Five under, good start. Yeah, one thing that I've learned uh, about about golf, and I've learned about life. <laughs> Don't get excited. And, yeah, horse racing, etc. Exactly. You know, opening opening rounds and um, and uh, opening days and um, hell, early in series and and everything else in between. Yeah, but listen, we both liked uh, Shoffley a lot, and um, man, the guy's put five birdies on the board. He's got an eagle put up uh, 60 fantasy points uh, already uh, right now. Uh, he's uh, five, five under. Very impressive, uh, very impressive round uh, for Shoffley. Yeah, Shoffley's uh, playing really, really good. Great start. I'll tell you something, Gabe. Uh, I got to go uh, fuel up Mr. Green because I have a lot of pending things, but I'm going to tell you this, and I won't say this very often in my life. Uh, Ricky Fowler, this this tournament, uh, I, I think he's almost like, I, I love him like at for top 10 now, anytime, whatever, to win. I'm not sure if he's going to win, but I can definitely see him like second and third. He will be there till the very end of this tournament. I watched him play today. He even missed some short putts. He yeah, was second and third's in. not good enough for him. That's like, you know, the, 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 we've already been through this with him, second and third and stuff. That's okay yeah. if you bet him top 10 before. 
Yeah, like I us. did in the last no, tournament. I'm not, he screwed I'm not us. talking about him. I'm talking about us. You know what I mean? We still get him like a T6 and get some whatever. You're right. He should be winning these type of tournaments, but he's just one of those guys. I'm I not. I'm just saying. I'm not. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not giving him any. Ooh, that's great. Oh, he's going to finish in the top five. I mean, at some point, he's got to win. He's got to win. He's got to win one of these. So what happened to John Rom? John Rom was lighting it up earlier. Yeah, he, he came back. I think he finished at three under. Let me just check. But John Rom is a very, he's a really interesting guy, but he's volatile. We've talked about it with uh, Dan Daly. John Rom will make a couple loose swings and his temper. It's not good for business. Like when me and you go out there and, you know, we're worm burning and hacking and having some beers and some smokes and, you know, we're hitting it three fairways over. Yeah, I'm going to get pissed off. You rage, I rage. He's a professional golfer. He's got to settle down a little bit because it's a long, it's a marathon, not a sprint. He's just a very, very emotional guy. And you need emotion in golf, but at the right times. The problem with him is it's it's not a lot of happy. It's more just, I want to kill people type of rage. Like he's got sports rage, Marenzi. You and John Rum should do a golf show together because he is he's raging all the time. Like he he's never he's not a happy camper. He finished it two like under. To- he finished it I like to play around at golf with him. Um, yeah. <laughs> he Rob, he um, kill me with a club. <laughs> he might kill the hell's taking you so long? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Ricky Fowler is uh, yeah five under. Shuffley five under. Louis Oosthuizen, not a player a lot of people are talking about five <laughs> under. Scott Piercy four under. Very uh, Scott Sep Straka. Yeah, I don't, don't worry about Sepp Straka. He's a Thursday warrior, buddy. I, I watch I watch golf every weekend. He does this a lot. Lots of Emiliano good Emiliano Grillo, nice start. At, underrated. Watch out for Rory. Gary Woodland is uh, also in the mix. So, you True. know, it's still too early, but seems it like is. there's a few of the usual suspects up here. Yep, usual suspects. It's funny. Lisa texted me, and she goes, I got a weird feeling about Ustays. And I don't know what it is with this chicken golf game. Like, literally, when we were in Vegas, she got wasted, and I, she goes, I'm going to go to sports book and bet golfers. I don't want you to tell me who. She goes and bets Ryan Moore, Charlie Hoffman, and, like, C.T. Penn, that tournament, second, second, and, like, eighth. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So, I don't know. And she's got a vibe. I should start listening. She goes, I like Louie for some reason. I'm like, why would you like Louie Ustazen? Like, not even in good <laughs> form or anything. I don't know what it is, man. Just throw the dart. Pew! Uh, like still the, some big golf, names. Golf and tennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cantley. Cantley's just on the course, Gabe. Uh, an update. Brooks Kepka is on the tee right now. He's teeing off. And Tiger Woods, great pairing. Justin Rose, Jordan Spieth, and Tiger Woods all playing together today, teeing off in about 20 minutes. Yeah, Webb Simpson, Adam Scott, and uh, Victor Hovland also uh, set oh, yeah. to tee off in about two Victor. minutes, actually. I got some bets on Victor, Gabe. I, 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 I practiced what I preached when I gave you Victor for your DFS lineup. I got him in a matchup bet today at like plus 140 uh, against, um, who is it, some guy, Kinholt or something, some Swede on the European tour. I, I believe in Victor Hov- Hovland. I think he's actually going to make the cut this week and, and play and, well. And he's plus 250 to be the, uh, he's plus 250 to be the, uh, the top amateur. Oh, I love that. I love that. Current odds right now. Ricky Fowler is 8-1. to one. <laughs> That's a problem. Rory McIlroy is 8-1. to one. Xander Shoffley is eight to one as well. Wow. Yeah, we, are, we, we got him at 28, so we're not going to do anything there. Kepka. What about Brooks Kepka? He's at 10 he's just, to one right now. Yeah, he's teeing off. He hasn't uh, played a hole yet. He's literally on the tee off blocks right now. I'm watching it. Cantley got a nice up and down from the first hole. He's going to be very dangerous this week. 
He's 18. Now you get, see, this is interesting. So DJ's five shots back, Gabe. Now he's 20 to one, not eight to one. That's something I'd look at. Like I might put, I might do what I did with the blues. Do it the other way. A little more, Gabe? Do I push in a few more chips? Mm, we'll see. We'll yeah, Dustin see. Johnson's now 22 to one That's at FanDuel. Wow, 22. You're getting even two points of extra value? I love it. He's only five shots back with three rounds to go, Gabe. It's five shots back, and like a bunch of players haven't even teed off yet. We can't be given the tournament. <laughs> I've seen people online blow up all the time with this stuff. Like I saw the all hail John Rom train earlier no. today. <laughs> yeah, it's no, like, no, guys, no. it's the first couple of holes of a four day no. tournament. <laughs> exactly. No, but I'm saying this about Dustin Johnson. My argument's different. Oh, no, you're he's getting, in this. You're thing. getting you're right. him at eight to one at the start of the tournament. He's only five shots back with three rounds of golf to go, and he's 22 to one now. That tells me I'm in again. Put it in, Gabe. I'm telling you, he'll be there. That's a good price. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get my. Uh, I didn't get my Shoffley bet in. Uh, so I need. I need the odds to go back down. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like for for other golfers and Shoffley to balloon back up. He won't stay at eight to one. And, you know, this this stuff. This stuff's gonna bounce around. Yeah, it will because um, guys are still playing right now. You know. And, uh, yeah, say some guy, say Brooks Kepka goes low and shoots eight under today, which he can do. Yeah, that'll that'll inflate everybody else's odds. And he, he, people people are going to smash him regardless due to how well he plays in the majors, right? Guys won half the majors he's ever played in. Victor Hovland just smoked an iron right down the fairway, Gabe. I got, <laughs> I got a good fair. I got a good feeling about this kid. He's not intimidating. He's playing with Brooks Kepka too. They're just like handshakes. Let's go, buddy. This kid's the real Cam, deal. Cam's feeling it. I am. Uh, Cam's feeling it. You know what? My uh, my lineup's not bad. We're just getting going. But Shoffley, I can't be doing much better. I got him uh, nope. in my in my fantasy lineup. I've got Great Dustin picks. Johnson. He'll start to get it going. Lucas Glover is um, uh, right now. He's uh, he's just uh, teed off as well. And we got Adam Scott and Webb Simpson set to tee off, as well as uh, Victor Hovland just teed off uh, too. So we'll keep uh, we'll keep people uh, up to date uh, with that. Uh, Stanley Cup last night, uh, yep. Boston uh, Bruins, St. Louis uh, Blues, uh, massive numbers, massive numbers on television um, last night uh, for for the National Hockey League and for NBC. Yeah. Is Game Seven averages total audience delivery of nearly nine million viewers. <laughs> That's great for hockey. Hockey, yeah. yeah. Hey man, who's knocking hockey? Nine million viewers. Come on now. Imagine it was like Boston and like the Kings or Boston and San Jose too. That would the be most, even bigger numbers. The most viewed game under the current NBC uh, deal was the most watched uh, game in the United States since 1994. Um, uh, most watched NHL game on record since 1994. 2019 Stanley Cup playoffs have been the most watched in 23 years. Yeah, up six percent versus 2018. Hey man, so I guess telling, I guess us yeah. hating it doesn't doesn't uh, yeah I got to give him credit. 2019 Stanley Cup Final is the most watched final in four years, up 11 uh, percent uh, uh, versus 2018. Yeah, and uh, last night was uh, their most streamed NHL game ever. So congratulations to the NHL. Uh, big numbers. Hey, listen, it's a good product, and it was it was a good series. It was it was a good series. It was a good product. I also think it's uh, it's going to get better. Uh, the acquisition of Vegas 
And, um, you know, I think a lot more people on the West Coast are in it. This is good that St. Louis won. Big chunk of people in the Midwest. Chicago already has their market. Boston has their markets, right? Canada, yes. Montreal, Toronto, everywhere. Everyone's got their markets. So this is good. Like, the Vegas thing is helping the league. And I think uh, I think it's going to continue to grow. Also, in your neck of the woods, Gabe, the New York Rangers and New Jersey Devils have the one and two picks in the draft. That's good for business, too. I think it, uh, if I was investing right now, I'd put, I'd put a little in on the NHL. The stock's going up, not down. Now, I, I noticed that uh, Sportsnet's not boasting about great numbers uh, for, for the Stanley no. Cup final. No, no. If, if their ratings were good, they would have announced them. Um, I imagine they weren't uh, great. Um, I don't know, though. We'll see if we can get the Canadian numbers. Uh, but Gary Bettman could give uh, two shits about the Canadian numbers and about Canada. So uh, he's uh, he's in a good mood that NBC yes. delivered uh, 9 million people. He's already got Roger $6 billion. He could exactly. give, if he doesn't care who's watching, uh, who's watching now. Yet, I was ta- I talked about this a bit. Uh, I talked about this a bit this morning. About it was about the women's soccer team and they're celebrating. And yeah. I brought it up with you yesterday too. I said, remember Team Canada was against Latvia. They scored 16 goals. They won 16 nothing. Yeah. And they won 16 nothing. And they couldn't freaking score after for the rest of the series, if you remember. Oh, the rest of the tournament, <laughs> they were hitting they were post saves there. like they could not yeah. score. All and goalies would like, stand well, on their heads. And like, you know, you guys ran it up. You scored 16 goals and gave us the old goal differential crap about it in defense of it after. And same thing. You guys celebrated and stuff. And, you know, you see the same thing with the U.S. Uh, women's team. It just makes everyone hate you and cheer against you even more. It just creates more pressure and animosity down the road, in my opinion. But similar situation with uh, with Brad Marchand. Hey, listen, the guy's a great player, Cam. He's saying, you know, I think he's a, he's a, an annoying prick, uh, yeah, but I do player. credit him for being a great hockey player. But it's amazing that he made a mistake that basically like an eight-year-old kid makes in Timbits. No, 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 Timmy, not now. Not now, Timmy. Stay on the ice. No, get back. Get like, back. Dude, yeah, get back, Timmy. Get back. Like, <laughs> it's like, it, honestly, that's like Funny. Timbits hockey stuff. Yo, yo, like, no, 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 Brad. Stay. No, 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 no. Like, I don't like. It was I don't know if he thought there was a minute left, but it's just amazing to me. And I brought it up this morning that a guy that is so smart, like hockey IQ wise, Cam, he does all the little things right. This guy, like for him to ask up like this, it's unbelievable. It was man. When I watched it, I thought it was like a mistake. I'm like, look at the lane, boom, backhander. Here we go. You said it, man. Brain fart, cost a big time. That's one of that was pretty much the case. It was. That was that was the game. There are a couple of turning points, so we'll, we'll hit this on the other side. But I was going to say, no one feels sorry for him now, though, because he's a jackass. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, great job, uh, Yang. Thank you. 
uh, thanks to uh, the crew in the pit. I know it's been a typical day with uh, the streaming and uh, internet uh, shortages. We appreciate uh, you guys uh, getting uh, getting everything uh, up and running. Uh, Steve Merrill will join us. Steve can't join us tomorrow, so Steve's going to step in uh, today and uh, join us at about 5.09. Talk a little NASCAR, uh, a little advanced NASCAR with Steve, but uh, we'll focus in on the NBA uh, NBA game uh, this evening. Uh, a lot of stuff I want to get to with the uh, the NBA here tonight. But um, uh, as I was talking about as we went to the break, uh, Cam, so, like, you know, even when they won, dude, Brad, uh, w- was ungraceful. Remember with that, uh, what's the kid's name, Bustakis or whatever, you know, the kid with the hair? Um, and normally everyone, no one likes that kid with the hair. <laughs> normally, normally people are like, dude, man, what's the deal with your hair? Yet, after uh, Marchant like uh, treated him like crap that night, he he made that kid uh, the victim. Like you know, he's just not a nice guy. So, you know, when you're a dickhead and you treat the media like crap and you treat other your opponents like crap and you're just you're just a jerk to everybody all the time. Yeah, yeah. Then people are gonna laugh at you when you make that mistake. Now, I didn't troll him because I've been complaining about this about people being dickheads on, on online and stuff. So I was gonna be that guy. I don't have to cam because I know. How much that's burning this guy up all summer. He's got to be burning all year. And there's going to be people that are going to chirp him. Even back home, someone's going to drive by on the road. Hey, nice line change. You know, uh, people are going to chirp the rest of his career with this stuff. Hey, Marsha, nice line change. change. (laughs) That's the best. Nice line change. Hey, I got something to say. Nice line change. You're right. That Kyle kid from Sportsnet, too. I got to hand it to that kid. He was a real professional. I've interviewed guys before, and when when a guy dodges you like that, you get a little bit rattled. Like you know me, McGabe, I kind of like give you the Roddy Dangerfield. Like, ooh, oh, what are we gonna do here? That kid was smooth, smoother than uh, he was smooth like glass, man. He didn't get rattled. His hair stayed really nice. That kid's got yeah, a great quaff too. That kid, sort of like I said, he always annoyed people. He came out of nowhere. He was young. Yeah, and now, like this young kid with the hair. Everyone like. That sort of gave him some credibility. People like, oh, yeah, he's all right back kid. He handled hair himself good against the cat, you know? Yeah, nobody likes people with hair like that. No, oh, no. Real creepy. Nice dude. Nice hair, though. Nice hair. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. show you about this guy great hair dude uh, elimination game of the nba tonight it's all over for oracle two in oaktown gonna be his- historic game six of the nba finals tonight a few hours away toronto raptors golden state tip-off just after 9 p.m eastern six pacific betting line warriors down to two and a half minus 145 on the money line raptors plus two and a half 125 on the money line there and we got a total of 212 first quarter warriors minus one minus 140 money line raptors plus 120 total set at 53 first half warriors minus one and a half minus 145 on the money line 
Updated series price down. Toronto minus 320. Golden State plus 260. Courtside seats for the final game at Oracle selling for a record $69,000 each. A new NBA per seat record. An anonymous buyer dished out $138,000 for a pair of courtside seats for tonight's game. Mark Davis, the crew chief tonight. Raptors 9-0 in his games. The Warriors 3-5. Kemba Walker liking it in Charlotte a lot. Despite the team struggling to contend, Walker says he wants to make a return to the Hornets his top priority this offseason. And uh, perhaps more surprising is the revelation that he could be persuaded to leave money on the table. He says he would take less than the Supermax contract. Walker, a great season, 25.6 points, 5.9 assists, and 4.4 rebounds a game in 2018-19. Hornets, though, still missing the playoffs. Memphis Grizzlies center Jonas Valanciunas will not exercise his $17.6 million option for next year, but he intends to negotiate a new deal with the Grizz. After coming over from the Raptors, he was fantastic in Memphis. 27.7 minutes of play, 20 points a game on average, 10.7 boards, 1.9 blocks in 19 appearances. Stanley Cup Parade this Saturday in St. Louis, also a rally after the party at the Gateway Arch for the Blues winning their first ever franchise Stanley Cup. Golf's major, it's underway right now, the third of four majors, round one of the U.S. Open from Pebble Beach. We have a three-way tie for the lead now. Ricky Fowler, Xander Scheifele, and Louis Oosthuizen all lead at five under par. Rory, a good round today. Three under, two back. DJ in the clubhouse as well. He is five off the pace at even par. Tiger Woods, he goes off in about seven minutes' time, playing alongside Jordan Spieth and Justin Rose. Power threesome there. And the NFL officials will continue to initiate pass interference calls inside the two minutes, but now all Hail Mary plays will be reviewable by the league. The league deciding to change its replay system after the controversial no-call in the Saints-Rams-NFC Championship game last year. More bad news for the Cleveland Browns. This one just in. Several veterans pissed at quarterback Baker Mayfield's comments regarding disgruntled running back Duke Johnson. The second-year quarterback publicly chastised Johnson, you know, saying he didn't want to be a part of the team. You're with us or without us. And uh, the rest of the veterans on the team, none too impressed. Also, Duke Johnson, the guy just wants playing time here. He's going to be behind uh, uh, Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb there, third on the depth chart. Indianapolis Colts have made Kenny Moore the highest-paid slot corner in the league. Moore agreeing to a four-year extension, $30 million in new money from 2021 to 23, a maximum value north of $36 million. Moore was undrafted, great player, started 15 games last year, racking up 11 pass defenses, three picks, one and a half sacks, and 77 tackles. Kansas City Chiefs assigned kicker Harrison Butker to a five-year, $20 million extension. The CFL, Thursday night football tonight. Yeah, the regular season kicking off. Our boy Babano going to be going there. The Ticats of Hamilton hosting the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Hamilton, the favorites in this one, minus three and a half total set at 48 and a half. First half, Hamilton minus two, minus 140 on the money line total in the first half, 24 flat. Let's head to the MLB scoreboard right now. We have one game in progress. It's almost over. Now just final. The Twins beating the Mariners 10 to 5. It is now a final. And we have the Atlanta Braves. They're getting by Pittsburgh 6-5 to five in that baseball game there. We got uh, Tehran the win, Musgrove the loss, and Jackson saved number 10 for the Braves. Rest of the baseball slate, we have uh, Arizona laying 25 at Washington, 8.5, Frankie and Feedy. Toronto minus 140 at Baltimore. Strowman versus Yanoa, total 9. Three more at 7-10. Angels and uh, Angels and Rays, Rays minus 159 is your total. Skaggs and Yarborough. St. Louis at the Mets. Mets laying 50 cents. Total seven. Flaherty versus DeGrom. Texas at Boston. Red Sox, big chalk, minus 235, eight and a half. Sampson and Son versus Price. We got 805 action. Detroit at KC. Uh, KC, uh, Detroit minus 130 in this baseball game. Boyd versus Bailey, eight and a half. 
810. Yankees minus 190 at the White Sox. Hap versus Nova. Total nine and a half. 840. San Diego's at Colorado at Coors Rockies minus a buck 50. 11 and a half. Strom and Gray. And at 1010, we got the Cubs and Dodgers. Dodgers minus 180. Leicester versus Kershaw. Total eight. Women's Cup of World Soccer. Australia. They took out Brazil. Three to two is the final in that game. And we got an update in the other game for China. They're playing. It's the final. China over South Africa, one to nothing in that soccer match. I'm Cam Stewart. As Gabe says, level one is done. Stick around. It's hour two of the Red Heat and Rage radio program here on the Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network. So stick around, everybody. Hour two with Stewart and Morenci coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. After a little bit of a bumpy uh, start, no fault of uh, anybody, uh, we're uh, we're off and running now. We're into level two here. Countdown is on. We're about four hours away uh, from tip-off this evening, the final game ever uh, at Oracle Arena in Oakland, California, as the Golden State Warriors will move to San Francisco uh, following uh, this game. Uh, they used to be in San Francisco. They moved to Oakland, uh, whatever. It's on the other side of the bridge. But if you think tickets are expensive uh, now and you think the fat cats um, and the, the, the tech uh, the tech types have already taken over the arena, just wait till uh, they go to San Francisco. Raptors um, try to avoid a game seven, and the Raptors try to avoid to become only the uh, second team in NBA history to blow a 3-1 lead as um, – of course, the Golden State Warriors are the team to do it. Uh, there's been a lot of talk over the last 24 hours of the uh, the Warriors' uh, new logo as yeah. as uh, as they move across the bay. I don't know, man. It's like uh, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. The logo, pretty much the exact freaking same as uh, the exactly. last logo. I really don't know the difference. Ooh, nice logo. They say <laughs> the bridge is like a better bridge. It's more Whatever. They used to have a horrible logo. Remember when I saw the Warriors play the Vancouver Grizzlies when I was out uh, living with my brother? Remember the old just G? Like It was so bad, man. That could have been the worst basketball game I've ever seen. They were actually two of the worst teams in the league back then. A guy just gave me tickets, Gabe. He's like, go to the game. Like, I don't even want to. Like, it's just coffee money. Like, it was crazy. They were horrible. I once uh, was about to buy a ticket for uh, for $6 on the street off a scalper for an L.A. Clipper. <laughs> San Antonio awesome. Spurs game, yeah, six dollars, and uh, some dude came up to me and he goes, uh, "Save your six bucks," and he gave me a courtside seat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I swear, it's, gave me a courtside seat, bucks. and I, I got to the seat, and the guy was there, and uh, I thought to myself, "Oh, I don't really know. Do I have to talk to the guy now? Like, how do I, you know?" So I said, "Hey, thank you so much for the ticket." He just looked at me and nodded his head, and I was like, "All right, good." He doesn't want me to talk to him either, so he didn't talk to me once, like the whole night. I sort of moved because there was it was a lot of empty seats. I moved, I moved down a little bit. And of course, in my luck camp, just as we were talking about, it was the Admiral David Robinson's rookie year. So of course, I bet on the Spurs, and uh, David Robinson fouled out of the game in the first half, and the Clippers won, like one of their like only 20 games that they won all year. If you would bet the opposite of what you do when you want to go to games, you'd be rich.
Wood Barrel coming up. We the North. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, great, uh, great story last night with the St. Louis Blues uh, winning was um, the uh, the the cancer uh, patient Layla, the yeah. uh, the young girl that uh, was surprised and they flew her in uh, for for Game Seven. She got to go on the yeah. ice after and uh, hoist uh, the uh, the Stanley Cup. Uh, nice story there, uh, Cam. Hard not to uh, to get uh, choked up uh, when you when you see that. No, it was awesome. <clears throat> She's been like a part of that Blues team for a long time, really hardcore fan, and nothing but class. Inviting on the ice, getting to touch the trophy. Fantastic stuff, Gabe. Really good for the Midwest, too, you know. Usually Chicago, the team that's had the Cups, it's really nice to see St. Louis in that area, known for the Cardinals, to get their first Stanley Cup, and uh, the fan base was fantastic, and uh, what a ride it was. And, hey, our buddy got paid. He wrote out the... The hundred thousand dollars he didn't hedge. He was actually ripping people in the articles. Yeah, people on the internet were calling me a stooge and a moron. But you know what? Hey, who's laughing now? He wrote it out, Gabe. Got his hundred thousand uh, dollars. Four four hundred dollar bet. Two hundred and fifty to one. Good for him. Steve Merrill uh, joins us. Uh, Steve, thanks for joining us. ProSportsInfo.com. Also uh, over at CoversExperts.com. Uh, uh, Steve, so the guy bet that four hundred to one. Four hundred to one. Four hundred to one. Uh, Four hundred dollars on two hundred and fifty to one for a hundred thousand dollars on the St. Louis Blues to win the uh, the Stanley Cup, and he did it purely as a fan. Uh, there was oh, no wow. there was no reasoning uh, behind <laughs> it. Uh, it's a great story. He was in. He's from St. Louis. He's a big Cardinal and Blues fan. Not a not a uh, pro sport better like pretending to be anything like that. He was working at a convention in Las Vegas. The company he worked for went to Las Vegas. Um, and I guess they go to Vegas routinely. And uh, normally he budgets $500 to gamble with. So he puts aside 500 and he sort of accepts, all right, I'm going to play with $500. I'll hit the tables. Um, the convention, he worked so much, he didn't get a chance to gamble ever. He never got a chance to really hit the tables up. So on the way out, he took his $500 and he put $100 on the Cardinals to win the World Series. And he put $400. That's what I don't get. Like, why would like why did he put four hundred on the Cardinals and one hundred on the Blues? But nevertheless, <laughs> which would have made more sense. But there's that website now, great site uh, and app. Um, it's like a pawn shop for uh, for sports betters, uh, prop swap. Um, so you're able to sell your ticket uh, to people. And uh, Steve, there were a lot of bids. People thought he was stupid. He was getting ripped all over the place. When they were down, people were laughing at him. Yet he never, uh, he never wavered, and he uh, he wins a hundred thousand dollars. 
Yeah, incredible. And yeah, I don't quite get why you'd put 400 either. You're already getting a 250 to one payout. Like even a hundred dollars is a fantastic payout. Um, but yeah, apparently just a fan. And if that's the case, how could you hedge? Right. I mean, so it's kind of understandable. You're not, he's making that bet, not expecting to win. So why I possibly hedge. Um, yeah, I'd heard what worst record in the NHL, the first week of January, then they won 11 yeah. straight. I wonder when he made that play at what point during that win streak. Cause I thought maybe some sharp money was coming in because it was all based on that goalie change and you know, the hard nosed defense. Um, but still you don't see too many last place teams make a run like that. And um, what, so before, before the, the series started, he got offered $41,000 for the ticket. He said, no. And one thing too, guys, he did know the story of the guy with the Texas tech ticket. And he goes, I didn't want to, I don't want to end up like him. He said that earlier, but, he got offered forty-one thousand dollars, and then the Blues lost. Then after before Game Two, he got offered twenty-eight thousand dollars. He said no. Uh, they won. He got offered forty-eight thousand dollars before Game Three. Um, he said no. They lost. That's when people started to laugh and and be dickheads online. And then at Game Five, he got offered thirty-eight thousand dollars before Game Six. He got offered seventy five thousand, and that's when I admitted I would have sold. He should have because the odds of winning were seventy two percent. Yeah, I would have yeah. been so stressed out. And the odds of winning, out. by the way, were seventy two percent at that point. Yeah, yeah, like you know, you're going into the game six. You know, they lose that game six, and he got offered thirty seven thousand nine hundred before the game last night. So at that point, you're like, screw it, I get it. I would have taken a seventy five cam. Because I would, you know, you put four hundred in seventy five thousand, then I just would have bet uh, on on the other yeah. games. I would, I would have, because I, I would have been too stressed. I don't even have a hundred thousand dollars on this Raptors stuff. I can't imagine having a hundred thousand dollars going into Game Seven on Sunday. I wouldn't make it, Cam. And Stephen Gabe, uh, listen, listen to this. That line went up to a buck eighty some spots with heavy juice, a buck eighty five. I have the Blues, Gabe. I thought about hedging with Boston Game Seven, their backyard, but the numbers didn't make sense. If that line was like a buck thirty or whatever, I would have done it. But because it went so high, I just said, "Screw it, I'm riding out the blues." It turned out to be good. But the reason was because the line was so inflated for Game Seven. I can't believe the Bruins went off at a buck eighty, buck eighty-five. That, that's crazy. And Steve, and home ice uh, advantage remains one of the most overrated yeah. aspects in all of postseason any sports. The most overrated. Yes, you said it, Steve. But, True. But can we can we say the same thing about home court? in basketball now in the NBA or is this no. just an anomaly what's going on in, in the finals here well I mean what is it 81 percent of game sevens win at home in the NBA so yeah. historically that has been pretty strong and the reason being guys is that the officials determine a lot more of the basketball game than the hockey game I mean granted a power play is much more important than one or two fouls but um, home court in the NBA is worth more than home ice in the NHL regular season and postseason uh, so, I yeah, agree. I think that's the one thing going against yeah. the Raptors tonight. But, yeah, Toronto's been the better team. Shoot, they were the better team in every game, guys. Even in game yeah. five, you look at that disparity from three-point line, and they still have a six, seven-point lead late in the fourth quarter. No, they have been. They just weren't uh, able to, to close it out. So, I, I agree. And, you know, I'd say with baseball, too, I think, though, home court, home ice and everything, home field sort of starts to mean less. Uh, in fact, look, New England uh, beat uh, beat Kansas City. Kansas City had home field advantage in the NFL this year. They beat them controversially, but they beat them. Rams beat the Saints in a conference championship game controversially, but both road teams won. Um, so, you know, we've seen road teams win uh, right now. We, we talk about, and Steve, I think 
I'm not going to deny that. Listen, playing at home is an advantage uh, in the long haul, uh, percentage-wise. But when it comes to winning a championship, and I think there's a lot of added pressure playing at home. And the, look at the St. Louis Blues had an opportunity to win the Stanley Cup on home ice. They got ran out of their own building. They were better on the road. A lot of teams sort of get caught up with the pressure at home for one reason or another. Yeah, and I think a team like Golden State feeds off of it just because of the way Curry yeah, plays. they are not one of those, those teams. You know, right. rhythms. <laughs> Although, yeah, with, with that said, though, Gabe, you know, look, they lost to the Clippers twice at home in the first round. So go figure. And that was with Duran in the lineup. Um, they're definitely not the same Warriors team. And if you don't have Durant for a little bit of game five, they don't probably win. What did he hit? Five three-pointers and they win by a point. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Golden State win. By the way, the play to make guys and – not available everywhere, but some of the offshores. Right now, they have Toronto minus two and a half for game seven. I would load up on Toronto because if they win tonight, you just get a refund. But if they do lose tonight, you've got the better team at home lane, just two and a half. Because I wouldn't discount it any just because they lose tonight. I could see them coming a little bit flat after blowing a chance to clinch it at home in game five. And I don't think it's not that they don't want to win on the road, but they would love to win it at home. But I would really like them in that game seven spot if it comes to that. Oh, God. You can't screw yeah. around, though, Steve. Like, you can't screw around. Like, look at Moretz. He's having a heart attack, Steve. Yeah, I, I got to believe. Oh, no, I'm not saying they're not going to try not to win. I'm not saying that at all, but I could see him being a little flat, maybe. I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah. I, I'm sick to my uh, stomach. I, lo- I love them tonight, Gabe. I, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm on the Blues last night as a pooch. I'm on the Raptors money line, this Oracle stuff. Oh, building. You know what? This is the story. You lost your final game in your arena. To Steve's point, they've been better in every single aspect, every single game. They brought their B and C game and lost by one point the last game. They've won two games in their barn already. I'm telling you, Gabe, unless, like, Kawhi, if he does his thing, I see va- I see value from the Raptors tonight. Like, I, I'm i getting plus 130 on the money line. Like, I'll take it. Like, all Steve, day. you're the first person, and to me it seems like it's almost logical that the Warriors would be the play tonight. I think that you could argue they're being disrespected. You're the first happer, first guy we've had on in a couple of days. It's like, doesn't really think the Raptors lock it up tonight. I, I'm, 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 my opinion doesn't mean anything at this point time. I'm beaten down, I'm a fan, I'm just worn out. This is just frustrated and I'm kind of concerned before he coming into the game. But we'll hit the referee on the other side with Merrill, Sam Stewart, I have friends in game time. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Radio continues. Steve Merrill uh, with uh, Sam Stewart. Countdown is on NBA Finals Game 6. Oracle, 9 o'clock Eastern uh, this evening on uh, ABC. And uh, TSN uh, this evening, I believe, uh, in uh, Canada. Um, As far as the referees are concerned, from a Raptor perspective, it couldn't get much better, actually. Mark Davis, Kane Fitzgerald, David Guthrie will be the three officials uh, this evening. Sean Wright is the alternate. And I've actually stated, I think Kane, Kane Fitzgerald's probably the best referee in the NBA 
uh, right now. So congratulations to him uh, for getting the call. Now, Mark Davis is an interesting uh, call. Mark Davis is well-respected by players. They think he's a good referee, uh, but they think that he uh, he talks too much and he mouths off at players like he gets into sort of smack talk uh, with players back and forth. And I do remember in a game against the Milwaukee Bucks, he got in, the Greek freak got into it with him. And uh, the Raptors did win that game. Um, the Raptors are 9-0 and this year when Mark Davis is official uh, officiating. Nine and zero. The Warriors are three and five, and uh, the Warriors have had run-ins uh, with Mark Davis in the past. Draymond's had run-ins uh, with them, and I think that it sort of correlates here why the Raptors would be nine and zero. Steve and Cam, but I'll start with you, Steve. Mark Davis is, and I've been talking about this. We talk a lot about the NBA officials and how they all sort of live up to their reputation. The two worst officiated games in this series was the Scott Foster game and then the, uh, the Malloy game the other night. And Foster and Malloy are known as the biggest hitmen. Foster hasn't been around, guys, since game two. He's going to rear his ugly head for game seven. If I'm the Raptors, I, I got to close tonight, man. You got Mark Davis. You got Cam Fitzgerald. You're 3-0 and in the playoffs with these guys. All right? You're 9-0. and You're 9-0 and in the regular season. And I think a big thing is Mark Davis doesn't like people that mouth off. Golden State are a really mouthy team. So Golden yep. State are 3-5 and five with him because they chirp about everything all the time. And he doesn't care who you are. He mouths off and he, he takes it and he'll, he'll call you up uh, for it. Meanwhile, the Raptors shut up. The Raptors don't pitch besides Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is like the only guy that complains mm. on the Raptors. So... I think it's kind of an advantage, and I'm telling you, man, it's going to be Malloy again, or it's going to be Scott Foster in Game 7, guys. If you're the Raptors, you got to end this tonight. What do you make of the officials, Steve? Yeah, I mean, I think the big question is, does he get more worked up being at home with Golden State or on the road? Because I definitely think it's a disadvantage for Golden State. You know, if he gets into it with the players, would he feed off the home energy, getting more mad at him, or is he the type of guy that would do it on the road? Um, a guy like Draymond Green, as you said, Gabe, is the first one that comes to mind for me. I've been looking at the props. I'd love to find, you know, will there be a technical foul called in the game? I'd love the yes on that for a reason like that. Plus, it's, you know, a do-or-die game. You could see Kerr maybe picking one up if it got down to crunch time they were out of it. Um, I think Draymond Green in general, maybe you want to look at some of the unders on his points and stuff because if he ends up in foul trouble, he'll be limited. It's tough, though, to play any Warrior under right now without Kevin Durant out there because you know other guys are going to have to pick it up. Stephon Curry's at 33 points for the over-under. I mean, basically the only way you could play that's the over, even though it's priced in already. Um, the injury is starting to catch up. So, of course, Kevin Durant's going to be out once again. Uh, Kevon Looney's going to be a game-time decision. Uh, we're trying to uh, we'll try to get uh, a little bit more uh, information as far as that's concerned. So, Steve, your, gut, uh, your gut's telling you that this is going seven, huh? No, I, I like Toronto. I think they're the better team. Um, it just would not surprise me to see them not play well. That's why I love the game seven play because you have nothing. Yeah, to me lose. too. I like if Toronto. It wouldn't surprise me not to play well. That's the right, problem. But, but, but yeah, but if you play them now, that that minus two and a half, I think is that number's too short. I mean, unless the unless the public and the odds makers drastically overreact to something that happens now, you know, if Toronto loses by twenty, then maybe the line would be higher. Um, but yeah, I don't see that happening. And I'm with Cam. I think if you play, play Toronto, you play them on the money line because first of all, the as you said, Gabe, the points has not mattered in any game yet. And the last four, the underdog has won outright the last four games. Um, so I doubt the spread matters again tonight at two and a half. Steve Merrill yep. with us. 
Yep. All money line, Gabe. Total, Ken. Yeah, no, I'm not asking about the total. Steve's going to stick around for a while. We, I don't know if we want to any opinion on the total. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's funny, guys. The only total I used in this series was the over in game five the other night, and I was feeling pretty good about it when they put up over 60 points in the first quarter, and Durant was five for five from three-point range. And then uh, the second half just sucked all the life out of that play. I think yeah, they had a 44-point third out. quarter and like a 47-point fourth. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably stay away from the total tonight. So, uh, Steve, uh, before we get you out of here, what's the deal? Uh, no NASCAR this week? Are they off again? Father's Day. Father's Day, that's right. Yeah, so they do Mother's Day and Father's, Father's Day, right? That's, uh, they, yeah, they're all like NASCAR. They got Very family-oriented. Uh, Very family-oriented. It is. Well, unless you're one of the lower-tier series drivers, because the truck series is Saturday night and the uh, Xfinity is Sunday afternoon, like 5.30 Eastern. Um, by the way, next week, guys, the road course, Sonoma, It'll be the last race on Fox until they switch over. So it'll be Daryl Waltrip's last race ever. He's retiring. So there'll be a lot of uh, big oh. stuff going on next week. All right. We'll check that. I've always, I, will, I like the Sonoma race. I like to go there, drink a bunch of wine and watch NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's in wine country, Cam. It's up in oh, the yeah, hill. Sonoma's beautiful. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a prime real estate there. You're right. Yeah. You, instead of drinking uh, natural light and bush, you're drinking yeah. wine. It's a high-end race. High, <laughs> high-end. Yeah, exactly. I always love they it, turn Steve. turn left and right. Yeah, and they go up and down and hills. Right. That's cool. So it's kind of like a road race, like, like those old uh, school road races a lot more. That's cool yeah, that they go both directions. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, good. Yeah, it is, it's a road race. They only have two road race courses, uh, Watkins Glen and uh, Sonoma, and they're totally different. They're, they're nothing alike. And they have that Roval now, right, Steve? That's right. I forgot about that. They didn't have that in Roval the other weeks. So I guess that... Will that be in the chase again, I assume? They had yeah. it last year in October. Yeah, supposed to be. Trademark, the Roval. You just owe somebody some money right now. Don't sing happy birthday. You'll owe them even more. Yeah, I know. Mike Cardano, our boss, thought I invented it. He goes, did you just invent the word Roval? I'm like, no, no, no. It's like, hey. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> you wish yeah, you did. Hey. <laughs> the Roval. He, not only did he not, but the lawyers who did contacted him right after the show. <laughs> <Correct. laughs> yeah, the Roval. Yeah, they're off again. I was wondering about that. I saw that there's only odds for the 250 race. You're right. Um, I don't feel like they're so, normally off on Father's Day, by the way. I think maybe they are. I, I, I feel like they're not off in June like this normally, but maybe I'm They used I'm to do – it used to be Easter and Mother's Day only. They had that Saturday race, remember, on one of those, which they normally didn't. Yeah. So I think that's why they're off this week. That's exactly so what So why it don't is. they race on they Saturday a, on yeah. Father's Day? Like what's more on Mother's Easter Day. or Father's Day? No, I think it was I think it was Mother's Day Saturday they raced back in May. Oh, that's at Kansas. Right. That's right. So that's exactly why I gave, which I like. I like the week off a little bit later here in the year than in May, so it worked out. Uh, Easter was extremely make, late this year. That's why it was a very late it make Easter. Would make more sense yeah. on Father's Day that you'd want to go to the race with your father yeah. or watch the race with your father, or at least do it on a different do it on the, the if Father's Day is officially Sunday, do it on the Saturday. So you can have, have like, Father's Day weekend type of thing, right? Like, I'm with you, Gabe. That's a good call. You want to go to the race with your yeah. dad, right? If he's a racing fan. Excellent yeah. point. It's an excuse. Yeah, I'd like to mow the lawn, was... but I'm going to the NASCAR race. With... <laughs> exactly. I think what Easter was about as late as it could be, though. Easter was, like, April 21st, and then Mother's Day was, like, May 9th. So they didn't want to have two off weeks, like, within four weeks is my guess. Um, but, yeah, otherwise it wouldn't make much sense. Yeah, uh, Steve Merrill, so no NASCAR. I haven't looked at the baseball. I'm all about the basketball tonight. Have you looked at the baseball, Steve? Yeah, not too much jumps out. I mean, it's the dog days of summer. Um, 
obviously if the series ends tonight, we'll have nothing but baseball for what about, I guess a little less than two months. When's the NFL preseason early August, probably. And, um, Got the wind CFL tonight. Right now. CFL tonight, but I there do have go. an update. We have tornado warnings outside of Hamilton, Gabe. This game uh, is actually borderline right now. Funnel clouds. Uh-oh. Wow. <laughs> never end. <laughs> it never ends. Every time you come at rain, like every Raptor game, Steve, it's like a, a torrential downpour. We had a lightning storm where the power went out like earlier. Like and Gabe comes down, it's pissing rain. Like we have not had a sunny Raptors day. Or whatever, and, and now a tornado. Like it never ends, Morenci. It's like bad in luck. Fact, that whole Jurassic Park stuff. Yeah, they gotta um, go inside. Yeah. They gotta let them in the arena. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they were. They actually said they were going to announce it at five o'clock. We'll look into that. About they were going to tell people to watch the game in the arena. Actually, uh, let's see. We'll get an update on that. Uh. By the way, did you see the St. Louis fans? Not only filled the arena, but they filled Bush Stadium as well last night. That was uh, oh yeah, impressive. and it was pissing rain, Steve. You see that? It was. It was raining, I believe. Yeah, it was. That looked awesome. No, that was a good party. No, Blues fans deserve it, man. They've been through. They've had heartbreaking losses, like in in the history of that team. So close. It's it's actually nice that that they got it done. Boston wins all the time, so. Only the Capitals could have this happen. They they beat an expansion first-year team for their first cup title, which kind of takes a little bit of it away. And then the very next year, a team with a longer drought than the Capitals wins it. I mean, <laughs> only, only Washington could time it like that. Uh, you got your you got your cup. Yeah, cups you, away. You I, look- Steve, I don't care if it's against Vegas. A cup's a cup. Look at the Leafs. They blow, right? At least you got a cup. You know what I'm saying? By the way, guys, I mean, after that game seven loss to Carolina, in which they dominated the first three periods, you got to figure the Caps probably won another cup this year because I, I think they were probably better than Boston in the seven-game series. And it really was a cakewalk for everybody after that. I mean, Boston swept Carolina right after that. Um, the, the Caps really let one get away this year, as they have the problem in the past. Is, I guess that's nothing new. Yeah, no, look, and we'll see that the Capitals – Look, man, Ovechkin partied harder than anybody had ever partied after winning a championship in any sport. The guy went on a three-month bender. They, 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 they had a, it. It was sort of up and down. They it, one thing that was weird, uh, Steve. They won the Stanley Cup, but they cheaped out and they didn't pay the coach to come back. And Barry yeah. Trotz is such a good coach. He turned the New York Islanders into a dominant team. And you know, so they they were. It was the Stanley Cup hangover, the booze hangover. <laughs> And uh, and a new coach. I wonder if Ovi has another run in him. Probably does, but he might be satisfied. You know, like yeah. just getting that. He's had a hell of a career. He's a champion. You can't take it away from him. Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com, covers experts. Thanks for the time, Steve. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Game time decisions ready to make radio, fantasy sports, radio network continues. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Radio. I'm Marenzi. Throw it down to Rachel Rennick. 
A countdown to uh, NBA Finals Game 6 is on. A little uh, past 9 o'clock uh, here this evening. Uh, there's uh, bad weather once again uh, in Toronto uh, right now. I just checked, and I don't see any update. It said that uh, they gave wristbands to people that were waiting in line to get into Jurassic Park. And uh, now they're telling them they're going to tell them it's 6 o'clock. Uh, whether they can stay outside or whether they're going to come into the arena uh, or not. You know, at this point, just, you know, I get it. Just open up the doors to the arena, Cam. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, there's enough. I'm surprised they haven't already, to be honest with you. They would actually sell it out and fill it up. Like, it would be packed if they just put the game on inside. That's what they should do. You know what I mean? It's also easier. Like, it's one of those things Like Jurassic Park's cool. But I got to tell you, Gabe, I think just doing it in the arena makes so much more sense just for the cops and everybody else too, right? You know what I mean? Everything's contained in there too. Like St. Louis did it in their building. Then they had it at Bush Stadium or whatever, and you still have the party outside. But I got to tell you, man, like I I think it's a great idea. And yeah, there's like threats of lightning and all this other stuff. Yeah, just let them in. Let them enjoy it in the arena. I think that's a way better plan. I'm with you. Exactly. Concessions. Like You could turn this into a real cash grab. Not Jurassic Park. That little Jurassic Park thing, it only holds like 1,400 people. Like the actual in front of the stage and right right there, they, there's a fence. And they really, really, they really uh, funnel it off. It's, it's like a maze in there. Now, everyone else on the street is behind Jurassic Park. It's all called Jurassic Park per se, but not everybody has a great view. And they actually only sell beer in that, in that enclosed area. So people would actually prefer to go inside. You'd, be, you'd get 20,000 sure. people in there, and then you'd have the, the lingers uh, watch outside uh, after, after the fact. Me, personally, I would rather watch it in the arena than, than outside on I the would screen. Too. I it would makes a hell of a, lot, uh, hell of a lot more sense. But, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, Cam, and um, it's been a hell of a ride. It feels like it was like two years ago, man, that they played against the Orlando Magic and they lost game one of the of the playoffs. Oh, I know. And and here we are right now. It's frustrating that we didn't close it out on Monday, but at the same point in time, I'm going to use the old cliche and Craig Berube, Craig Berube uh, brought this up uh, yesterday before the game. And when asked about, you know, it's disappointing you didn't wrap it up on home ice. How do you feel about going into game seven? He gave the cliche, if you would have told me three months ago that I'd be in game seven of the Stanley Cup finals, I would have taken it. Yes. And same thing as the Raptors, right? Yeah, we have to forget about Monday. And basically, you would have told me, listen, Marenzi, the Raptors are going to be up 3-2 in the NBA finals, man. You know, you take it. If, you know, if we're really the champions, we can win tonight. You know, I'm not saying we can't win game seven, but I will not be able to handle this. Like, it's just going to be too freaking much, man. Like, uh, going into Sunday, Cam. Like, just, I'm already on edge right now. Um, I've been frustrated all week about this. I've been talking about this for like a week and a half, two weeks now, actually. I just want this to be over. It's just too exhausting, man. It's like uh, it's like a World Cup that never ends. And it's like I said the other the other day, man, we had them up. We were up by six. I thought we were going to win a championship for real. It was going to be off the hook. It would have been one of the best nights ever. And it's like we robbed the bank successfully, Cam. But, you know, we forgot. We forgot, like, uh, you know, we forgot a bag with tools that we use with our fingerprints all over them. 
And now yeah. we got to break back in. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we already packs, did it, guys. We just evidence. did this. I feel like Millhouse. We did it. It took eight hours, but we did it. It's done. Yeah, like that's that's how I feel now. It's like, man, we've already done this, guys. Like, really? Like, we're running out of racetrack here. All right? You screw up again tonight, and then suddenly it's a freaking toss-up against arguably the greatest exactly. team in the history of the NBA. All right? Like, you right. guys put yourself in this position. Get yourself out of it tonight. Uh, like, I, I can't lie to you. I'm not I'm not feeling great about this, but it is what it is. Yeah, Whatever going to happen, well, it doesn't yeah, matter how I feel. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to tell you something. How did you feel on Monday? That didn't work out. Maybe you should feel like shit because it's going to be the opposite. Another thing is, with Toronto, it'll shake off It'll shake off a curse. So many other things are happening. Gabe, they had a six-point lead in that game. They played, they played like junk that game. That was like, they didn't play well at all, and they still, at the end of the game, before Clay Thompson hit shots, these guys go off and they yeah, lose. Yeah, what, I know. what damn point. Like, I, I don't know what everyone's like. The way I see it is, if they play their game and don't get rattled, I think they can go in there and win this game by almost double digits. That's what I feel about it. I'm not, I'm not saying this is a fan. I'm saying this is a realist. I think they win the game between, like, 7 and 11 points tonight. Like, I think they get it done. So, you know, give me the Raptors with the points and the money line. I think, I think it's a good spot. They played horribly and still almost won. If they play a good game tonight, they're a better, deeper team than Golden State. The difference is Curry can go off at any time and Clay can't. You can you contain those guys. You just let them human. Let the other guys beat you. Let the other guys on the team beat you. They're, they're, it's, uh, I'm telling you, I, I feel very – I'm, I'm not saying confident, but, you know, I have, I have a different feeling like about it. it tonight. All right. I like, I like where you're going with this. There's no reason they can't win. They just don't choke, man. <laughs> Pretty simple. Like – just go out there and freaking do it. You have the best player in the court, Kawhi Leonard. I still, for the love of God, I don't know why the hell would you call a timeout when Kawhi Leonard scored how many points exactly. in a row? Exactly. Uh, it's just like, are you kidding me, man? Are you freaking kidding me? All right, uh, Yang. Um, as I've stated in the past, listen, Yang uh, pitched a shutout yesterday. Great job, a great job uh, today. But we're going to need, like, um, you know, you're going to need some sort of bell or, like, you know, some sort of yeah, alert. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. me and Cam have a very, very difficult time uh, contacting Yang. Like, it's like the only time we can get his attention is on the air, actually. Uh, we have a communication uh, system that's clearly, clearly broken down. Uh, yeah, but that, yeah, yeah, that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be part of the uh, the summer purge. Yeah. I'll like, pay a little even... more attention to the email, buddy. I was over there editing the, the oh. last hour. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, do we even like use this Gmail chat anymore? Yeah, I got you. I got your stuff all set, ready to go, buddy. <laughs> all right. So, also check the uh, the system here. Uh, there's there's a new song that we started playing this morning. It's a new hit starring Bob from Vermont. Do you have that? Uh, do you see that poking around? <laughs> no, I yeah, didn't see that. I wasn't you. even informed of that until now. You just said it. I love yeah, Bob. Yeah, I, I love Bob in Vermont, but uh, he only calls when the Bruins wins. You notice when St. Louis wins, uh, I, I I see tumbleweed. How about he faced congratulations the, to us? He he faced the music. Oh, he did good. good. Yeah, he faced he faced the music. He called the morning show. Nice. nice. Uh, yeah, he called the morning show. But yeah, we need. Uh, I'm a little on edge and stuff. I think Bob's song uh, from this morning can uh, can ease the mood uh, a little bit uh, here. And they actually forwarded to me uh, an email. But like I said, we have a mass communication issue here between us and other shows. And um, 
Well, if you have an email, you could uh, email it to me on the yeah. uh, FNTSY producer email. I'll be able to get it. I'll get it. All right. Victor Hovland's one under, Gabe. Sorry, he's two under. P9. Good start. What was he in top right. 20? Like 23 to 1? God. All right, here it is. Yeah, I'm going to forward this to you now, uh, Yang. All right, buddy. Play the uh, Hey song. Just waiting right. for it to come, that's all. Hey. It'll, it'll be on the way. And when we go to a break in a minute, we'll play the uh, the new Ma- Maestro Fresh West. As, yeah, uh, there we go. There yeah, we go. Maestro Fresh West kicked out a new song called Jurassic Park, actually. Yep. And, uh, and it's not uh, one of these cheesy sports songs. It's actually, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, and Pete sent us another one with our boy there, too, Gabe. Yeah, Louis uh, Rankin. New, yeah, new Louis. So we got a, a montage here. It's like yeah, we got a lot of stuff. We'll just, just keep yeah, it yeah, going. Yeah. All the heads. Yeah, it's like a Polish wedding. The toilet seat was up and down all night. Uh, you can say that Steve, about a Scottish uh, wedding, too. That's a Steve love, Ludzig line. I love how Pol- yeah, it's true. Like, Polish people and Scottish people, like, how many times am I going to hear the expression scot-free? Like, there's other people that are tight, too, you know? But anyway, you're right. The toilet seat at a Polish wedding, very similar to the Scottish uh, toilet seat as well, up and down. The Poles and Ludzig. Scots actually have a lot in common when it comes to drinking. Well, they're both drunk all the time. Excellent point, Gabe. Yeah, that's I'd say that's about all they have in common. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, like you said, yeah, we're keeping Yang busy today. We got a lot, lot of video, a lot, I, lot of audio I, videos. He answers you. Like you, you've, you've heard me today. He hasn't answered me once. Like you get through to him eventually because he knows you're the captain of the team and I'm the assistant captain, and he, he talks to you a lot more. Sometimes I, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm talking. Nah, talking on, I love you guys both the same, man. Like you know. <laughs> I like you. Yeah, know, I but, like I like Cam more than I do like Gabe because Gabe, like you know, he types the <laughs> cap letters and you know he gets on my nerve and makes me sweat and perspire, makes my hands clammy. He makes my hands clammy too. Man, yeah, I've sent a couple of messages already today, Cam. Like a couple of caps. Like, yeah. yo, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, I, some issues. I even tried to forward it to myself, but yeah. he's sending all caps now, clam chowder style. Nice. He even spelled especially all- wrong. He spelled it especially. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's pissed yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, we're not worried about spelling. I'm just trying to get the point across. Just trying to try to get the point across right here. All right, so um, yeah, we're lighting this stuff up. Um, did, did, we'll play the Bob on the other side, and we'll get to Louis Rankin on the other side. I'm gonna have to check Louis because Louis does drop some f bombs sometimes here. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll we'll get to Louis a little bit later on, uh, but we're going to a break in a minute. So why don't you just take us out now? Um, Play the uh, Jurassic Park, Maestro Fresh West. This will get us hyped up for the game here tonight. New, uh, uh, new uh, Maestro Fresh West featuring Rich Kid. Anybody wanna rip for the team, beat the ballers to the block. The killers with a shot. The meanest buzzer beater when I rip with a rock. Tell him what he had. What he had, what he had. Look. Any man I wanna come true, better know he better suckle with a mouth. Any man I wanna come true for a quarter game, you know he run a mouth. This should be like their their player intro. Yeah. Tell him what he had. What he had. 
to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, uh, show is uh, flying by here. Game time decision. Ready to raise radio. I am Marenzi. Fantasy Sports uh, Radio uh, Network. Uh, Cam Stewart uh, throwing it down. So the countdown is on. Uh, we're now moving into uh, three-hour territory uh, leading into uh, the NBA Finals. So this evening, the final game ever played uh, at Oracle Arena this evening. What I find interesting, Cam, is all day long the number has stayed at uh, at two and a half. I agree. It's crazy. Uh, but the money line has been bouncing around. That's what I find interesting that it hasn't moved from the two and a half, but earlier in the day the Raptors were like plus 124. It went down to plus 118 and then down to plus 116, even though the number didn't move from the two and a half. Now it's gone back up. To the plus 124. 25. Uh, Warriors are minus 148. Over under now 211 and a half at FanDuel. Warriors 2.5, 148. Raptors 2.5, plus 124. Total 211 and a half. Um, a little bit of value here if you do think that uh, Golden State are going to come back and win the series. They're paying plus 260 uh, right now. Uh, Stephon Curry would be the most valuable player uh, for the Golden State Warriors if they win, but he's plus 240 uh, right now, so you actually get 20 cents more if you do like the Warriors. We played Kawhi Leonard at plus 245 to be the most valuable player before the series started. Right now, he is currently minus 323 Mm. to be the most valuable player. Minus 323. And, uh, Cam, I can't lie. My pockets are a little light right now after the trips um, yeah, and everything it. else in between. Money. It'd be nice to win this and win this tonight so I can go cash these tickets tomorrow. I agree 100%. That's the thing. 
Sometimes the futures market takes a little bit of patience, but you'll be happy if they do cash. You walk up there, put the ticket in, and get a wad full of money. It's the way to play it. Sometimes, you know, you can play games on an individual basis, but look what's happened, Gabe, with the Blues That's and right. all this stuff. Job. Like, our, our, our portfolios have been very, very, hey, we're getting older in life. You got to get smarter, right? Like, it's one of those things. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to have bad days. We're going to get drunk. You're going to make some bad bets, but certain things, like especially in big-time series, finals, the numbers are manipulated, so you can find good opportunities when teams are down by one game only. Here's our new hit featuring Bob from Vermont. Hey! <laughs> hey! 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 Let's get you going. 